The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Yep. Okay. Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast. I'm Will Posnan, and I'm joined by my co-host, New York Liberty Center, Kia Stokes. Hello, hello. And uh, it's been a weird season. Let's start with the L.A. teams because they are both doing well and have absolutely no rivalry. Like, people are trying to make a rivalry <laughs> happen. They couldn't right. care less about each other. They really don't, though, and that's what's, like, amazing and not amazing because, like you said, everyone wants them to hate each other and it to be this big war, you know, so to speak, but literally they don't care, and I think it's awesome. <laughs> Kawhi is, like, trying to make rivalries happen with other teams. He's like, I'm from California. Harden and Westbrook are from California. People are like, what about the Lakers? He he hasn't even noticed that the Lakers are good yet. <laughs> yeah, he does. They don't. He doesn't. No, he's not worried about that at I, all. I actually think that is the closest thing to a rivalry in the Western Conference is Clippers-Rockets because you have the Paul George factor where, like, Paul George – Paul George is like, yeah, I like my new girlfriend, and then Russell Westbrook's like, I'm right over here, and I'm with I'm with <laughs> someone better too. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I would agree that would be the the only one. I feel like there's not many, like, rivalries like that anymore. Like, it used to be Cleveland and Golden State, but now they're both trash, so... Yeah. That doesn't even, like, that doesn't even count. That's the problem, is everybody wanted to be Golden State's rival, and Golden State was like, we're going to take a gap year. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's not really anything... I don't know. You know how it used to be, like, the Lakers and Celtics used to hate each other, and now, like... They're both at the top. Are the Celtics still at the top? Or they're no? at the top, but they're not real. Like, you watch the Celtics, <laughs> and they're well-coached, and they beat all the bad teams, and then they play a good team, and you go, yeah, they're not going to get better in the playoffs. I, I don't believe in the Celtics team at all. I would say of the teams at the top of the standings, they are by far the one I have the least faith in. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Pretty harsh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was harsh. That was shit. So then- <laughs> So who you think is well, – were you still going with the Sixers? That's your so, team? So I think that the Sixers are better than the Celtics and the most talented team in the East. But uh, I thought we were going to get to this later. But I think that uh, <laughs> this is the year that Giannis is either going to be Michael Jordan or James Harden because I think this is his last year where he gets to be Giannis. Next year he's going to be either talked about like he's Michael Jordan or James Harden because here's what I mean by that. So – you saw with James Harden when he first got to the Rockets, everybody was just pleasantly surprised that he could lead a team, and they were like, oh, this is great. The Rockets are a contender. And that's what's happening with the Mavs right now. Everybody's surprised that the Mavs are going to be a solid playoff team because they're surprised Luka got this good this quickly. But with right. Giannis, uh, we've given him two years of going, wow, this is really impressive how good he is. And now this year, if the Bucks win the East, people are going to go, oh, he can drag any team to the top. 
uh, and it's not like the team around him is bad, but they're not amazing. But if the Bucks have a bad playoffs, I think next year we're going to start talking about Giannis like Harden, where we go, yeah, he dominates in the regular season, but what has he done? And people will ignore the fact that in both cases there's – I mean, Harden had Chris Paul, but Giannis has no other Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah, he really doesn't. I mean, you so you think this is his last year of just being honest, and then yeah. from then it's from then man, people wow. will be mad. People will be like, "Is he good?" Some people will be like, "Is he gonna leave to get more help?" Other people are gonna go, "Well, you know, if I were Giannis, I'd take it up a notch in the playoffs." And it's like, dude, you're a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how people deal with the NBA superstars right now. Yeah, that's. That is not a lie at all. There'll be some (laughs) old dude that's like, you know, once Nike gave him a shoe deal, he put his feet up. Meanwhile, Giannis is killing himself to win basketball games in November. What'd you say? You know, like like the that old school NBA fan that thinks once you pay a player, they stop trying. Like maybe the worst opinion you can have. Yeah, because they think, you know, they got to do it for the passion. Don't do it for the money and all that. Man, whatever. That's that. That's why some people think that uh, college athletes should never be paid is because then it's going to take the the passion out of the game. I'm like, man, nobody cares. Everybody yeah. wants to win. Like, you don't get to that level without being passionate and competitive. Like, that's, that's the, a whole other thing. I ain't even trying to get into that. <laughs> that is the dumbest opinion in sports. When And it's all old people. I don't think there's anybody you can really find my age with that opinion or your age. But uh, it'd be like going – yeah, I don't watch the Oscars because I don't respect it when actors are paid for their work. <laughs> exactly. Like, so you think that if you get paid, that means you don't like what you do, or it just means that you're good at it? Like, let's yeah. be real. Use your, use some common sense. Yeah. The reason that Giannis got that shoe deal with Nike is because he killed himself for years to be the best basketball player possible. Like, you know, Nike wasn't looking for a, you know, a Greek homeless kid to give a hundred million dollars to which is what Giannis was five years ago he's like pseudo homeless in Greece uh he just earned it and he's continuing to play amazing but I do think that this is the last year where people will respect Giannis just for playing amazing like what they're doing with Luca right now they respect him just for playing amazing then in three years it's going to be like with Luca it's going to be like why isn't he won anything and it's because the best player on this team is a past his prime Kristaps or not like past his prime, but not fully healthy. Yeah, is he still hurt? Like since he left the Knicks, I don't really follow him well, or what he's been doing. With <laughs> with with seven foot tall dudes, it's like, is he ever gonna be fully healthy again? Is he ever gonna look fast again, or is he? Because he's doing everything. Kristaps is playing well. He just doesn't look as fast as he did two years ago. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, though sometimes you just injuries happen and you're never gonna be the same. But then some people be get stronger and faster. So maybe he's just not the not that one of those kinds where you get faster. He just takes the hit and tries to just make make it work. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't believe in the Celtics team because <laughs> Gordon Hayward is not Gordon. He's almost Gordon Hayward from two years ago. And then if you're telling me that the best team in the East is going to be led by I mean, he's like their decision maker. I I don't know. It, Kemba, 
Kemba kind of they do like Kemba does Kyrie and then Gordon Hayward does LeBron and it's just a weird layout for a team where you the only way the Celtics ever win the East is if Jason Tatum is the best player on that team. That's what I think at least. Really? Like yeah, because even if you have like a Phoenix Suns thing where Devin Booker's the best player but Ricky Rubio's making the decisions, I I just I don't think that. Uh, that the Celtics can beat teams unless Tatum is the one finishing the games. Because Kemba, the best teams in the East have guys on them that can slow Kemba down to the point where he's at least not a world beater, even if he's still very, very good in those matchups. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I love Kemba, obviously. I just feel like because he was on, like, a losing team for so long, it's like, I don't know if he has that. I don't want to say experience because, like, basketball is basketball at the end of the day, but it's like a whole different atmosphere when you're, you know, bottom of the league and you're just, mm-hmm. you know, playing versus, like, a contender and you, like, have to make it happen. Like, you have to get shit done. Like, I just feel like it's a difference. Um, So maybe, like, he's not used to it. But, I mean, then, you know, what he did in college was, like, he has a killer instinct, so you never know. But, like I said, that was college, and that was, you know, it's, what, six, seven years ago? And now it's, like... I, uh... No, I 100% agree with you. You know who Kemba needs to call up? He needs to call up Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry for the last three years, every year uh, in the playoffs, he seemed a little defeatist. He seemed like he knew that things weren't going to go the Raptors' way when, with all things being equal. And it really felt like over the course of last year's playoffs, Kawhi had to – drag that team into believing in themselves almost like a Disney movie but he, <laughs> but he did it without talking he just kind of stared at them until they believed in themselves I mean if that if that's how it works you know that's how it works <laughs> but now the Raptors are still playing like they think they can beat anybody like when I, I watch Raptors Celtics and uh yeah the Raptors were playing like they were sure they were gonna win and the Celtics were very well coached and doing everything right, but they just didn't – they just don't play the the really, really good teams like they think they're going to beat them. Yeah. I mean, I just haven't seen enough of their games to fully, you know, see what you're saying, but, like, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics just need one guy, and I think it has to be Tatum because I think Hayward's just been through too much. They just need a guy who can – look at the other team, and just go, I'm better than everybody else on the other team. And he doesn't actually have to be better than everybody else. Like, we saw with Damian Lillard last year, he he beat the Thunder that way. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. Damian Lillard's better than Paul George, but he knew he was for a series. And you need a guy like think, that. Wait, so do you think he's better than him now? Because you was talking about... I know. What was you saying that Damian Lillard could be MVP or some shit? I forgot what you I said. Was. Or it's either going to be Steph or Damian. So do you believe that Damian is better than Paul George now? So I was saying that I think Damian Lillard could be an MVP candidate, and either Damian Lillard or Steph... I, I was sure either one of those two would be that first-team All-NBA point guard spot, but... Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. I don't even know who that... I guess those spots right now are, are probably... Harden gets one of them, and I guess Luka gets the other if he's a guard. I think he is a guard. I don't know if he's listed as a forward or a guard, but... Yes. Forward, I would think. But yeah, the Blazers have had the year from hell. No team has... Yeah. 
I still, of all the teams that are at the bottom of the standings, the Blazers are the ones I believe in the most. Like, I also thought the Pistons were going to be good this year, and I've already lost faith. I think that they, yeah, I think Blake is not, uh, he's like a guy who can be really good for 30 games or, or like average for 80. And you got to choose what you want with him now. I think that's Dang. where he's at. Wait, so I seen on Instagram the other day, I don't know if it was just a rumor or not, but talking about Andre Drummond to Charlotte, was that a is that a thing? Well, that's the thing. It's a rumor. So that's the weird thing. This season's been so weird, and we've touched on, like, all the weirdest parts of it. Are, like, I thought the Rocket <laughs> stuff is weird, the Lake, the L.A. team stuff is weird, the Giannis stuff is weird. We're, like, blowing through it. But <laughs> one of the weirdest things about the NBA right now is that, there are all these legit good players that are already seemingly on the trade block for basically nothing. Like, you can get – like, Andre Drummond will cost something, but you could get Kevin Love for basic for free. You can get Tristan Thompson for free. You can get Andre Godala for free. Uh, it seems like you could probably get Gallinari for very cheap. You can get – you might be able to get both of those Spurs stars for – relatively cheap like DeMar DeRozan for almost nothing you can probably get that's Blake Griffin crazy to me yeah that's crazy like Charlotte is mediocre but they could get an all-star team like they could trade Malik Monk and salary probably for Blake Griffin right now or DeMar DeRozan right now like just Batum and Malik Monk or a draft pick and Michael K. Gilchrist for like Andre Drummond that's wild. I wish I, I wonder if I can find that post right now, but because I just um was like I couldn't sleep, so I was scrolling on Instagram and I just seen Andre Drummond in a Charlotte uniform. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> well, they did. And then it was like it was like trade rumor, blah blah blah. I was like, oh okay. But I that, got nervous for a second though. <laughs> no, that's it, but it's interesting because the Charlotte Hornets are uh they're not good. Their two biggest holes would be a guy like they could really use a guy like Andre Drummond, and they could really get use a guy like either Gallinari or DeRozan. And the weird thing about this NBA season is they could get them easily tomorrow. And I don't know, maybe they're waiting for like December 14th when you can trade more guys. Uh, a lot of contracts become tradable, but yeah, like the the Hornets could be good, and. You could probably get one of those two amazing Indiana centers for a for a decent trade package. Like these, there's these great guys available, and people haven't been trading yet. I mean, you can get Chris Paul maybe just for salary, for matching salary. You can get a. So I'm just thing. saying, like, how are all these players so cheap though? Like, I just don't understand. Like, uh, you said you can get DeRozan for cheap. Like, they he just, I just don't get it. Like. I think, He's worth value. I just don't understand how this works. I think it's because we're at a watershed moment where uh, the league is getting young again. Like, for a while, all the best players in the league were – it's not like they were all guys that were LeBron's age. or They all feel – all those guys feel like uh, – I don't know. There's just so many guys in their late primes. I think that's what it is. Like, there's so many guys who are really, really good – but this might be the last year or the last two, three years where they're really, really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of teams at the top of the NBA where you go. Um, also, there's not a lot of trade chip. That's probably the biggest factor, actually, is there's just not a lot to 
to trade, like Malik Monk or Mark. I mean, Markel Falls maybe not, but Malik Monk is one of the best things you're going to get in a trade just because, you know, if the Pelicans want to trade Lonzo Ball, that's one of the best things on the market immediately because people aren't trading young players. Like, if the Hornets wanted to trade uh, P.J. Washington out of Kentucky, their rookie, there would be a giant market for that because there's no – you know what it is? There's no uh, young role players that people can just plug in. All the role players are kind of old right now. So if you have a young <laughs> role player, people would prefer that, like, to anything. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I guess I never really thought of it like that. Like, the league is kind of like – Getting older and like the older players who are used to seeing them, you know, dominate aren't doing that besides LeBron, obviously. Uh, but like the league is getting like younger and younger, I feel like, which is good. I, I like to see like new stars and new faces and all that, but it is hard seeing your favorite players uh, not do what they used to do. And so many teams also have, uh, have nobody that you would want. Like, so the Heat right now, there's another team I don't really believe in, but the Heat are number three in the East. But what would you want on the Heat in a trade besides maybe Bam Adebayo, who they're not going to trade? So you you have these situations where the teams that are trying to get better have absolutely nothing to give, and then the teams that are tanking just want to get rid of their stars so they can tank harder. Like the Cavs would give away Kevin Love just to have more losses so that they would have – a better chance at, I don't know, LaMelo Ball doesn't make sense for that team, but uh, uh, there's a is he Is he going to be uh, in, entering the draft next year? Yeah, and he's going to go top four probably. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy to me. Yeah. I wonder how the, I wonder how the middle brother feels. What's his name? The one who got arrested in China. What is, I wonder if he feels left out. I think he yeah. does. I think also it's just got to be rough to be the least athletic brother because they all have complementary skill set. They all have – they all play basketball in a way that I really like. They all come from that Magic Johnson-y point guard of get the ball to everybody. Like not get the ball to the star player, but get the ball to everybody, which I really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the middle one is just too unathletic to be in the NBA. So it's not even a work ethic thing or a personality thing. It's just inferior genetics. You just, Damn. You want to know what's crazy? Yeah. Is when I was playing, I guess, two seasons ago when I was in Ankara, uh, me and my teammate, uh, Chelsea Gray at the time, we was up. I don't know why we were up, but it was like maybe one or two in the morning, and we had heard that their games was being streamed on Facebook, LaMelo and the yeah. other one, middle one. So we're like, hey, you want to just like see what this game is about? When I tell you, we sat and watched the whole game, <laughs> and I every time like I'm just like, why am I watching this? Why am I watching this? And it was terrible. I was like, these two suck. Like they're no good. Blah blah blah. They shoot like 30 times each. They were just jacking up threes. There was no defense. And then next thing I know, like last week I looked and Lamelo's like a giant now. Like he was so small and now he's like grown. Yeah. Well, it's like weird. I mean, I, he okay, guys go through puberty, I get that, but like <laughs> it just threw me off. I'm like, yo, you used to be like 5 foot 6 and now you're like 6 8 or however tall he is. Like it was crazy. That is But they so- were so bad. They were so bad. And I even stayed on to watch Lavar's post game interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it's so weird. You know what? I don't understand the people that uh can judge ninth grade basketball for a living like you know there's nba scouts that are watching 10th graders right now and you go how because 
basketball players just get so much better from early high school basketball to the college years. And then Oh, for sure. And then it happens again in the pros. Like, you know, I tell uh I mean, I tell everybody that any professional basketball game is going to be better than even the elite college basketball. Like last year there was I think more fanaticism about college ball because of Zion, but mm-hmm. you know, the college basketball, I don't I don't really watch a lot of it anymore. It's just not nearly at the same level of play. In high school, it's even I couldn't I couldn't watch. And Lamelo was like ninth grade at the time when you watched him, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, something like that. Also, when was the last time that you talked to a ninth grader? Because if you talk to a ninth grader, you go, <laughs> yeah, your decision making skills are terrible. I'm surprised that any time a ninth grader gets more assists than turnovers, that would be enough. I would just offer them a scholarship because the decision-making of ninth graders is so suspect. Yeah. Actually, now that you put it that way, it's actually very funny. But <laughs> I don't know. The last time I talked to a ninth grader would have been, honestly, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, I talk to kids all the time. So one of them had to be in ninth grade. Yeah. I'm going to go with Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're out here in the community. Uh, but, but, yeah, you wouldn't want to play – with a bunch of ninth graders, they would just—they would all play basketball as wrongly as possible. If you played with them, you'd have the one guy who passes when he's open. You'd have the other guy who never passes. You'd have the—I the, mean, yeah, it—it it would be—it would just be brutal. I'm just imagining, you know, your center trying to leak out on on the break when he should be protecting the rim or whatever. It's just—it'd be brutal. So. It doesn't su- <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that uh, Lamelo's gotten a lot better, um, but I also think that certain teams should stay away from him. Like Ni- the Knicks are the only team right now that have well, the Knicks and Warriors are the only teams that are openly tanking. And if I was the Knicks, I would not get Lamelo because I don't know what he would do next to RJ. They just make so little sense next to each other. Yeah, I think so, too. So, where do you want? Where do you see him? Or, like, where do you think he'd fit in? So, the Hawks are are sneakily tanking, and I actually think he makes a lot of sense there. If you could put him on the Hawks, I think that fixes what's wrong with them. Huh. That would be interesting to see. I mean, that is a whole year away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're already talking about <laughs> But, yeah, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about LeBron, the... The, what LaMelo aspires to be. Let's talk about LeBron. Uh, at yes. the beginning of this year, I said I thought LeBron would be third-team All-NBA, and he's an MVP candidate. He's playing yes, amazing. my man. <laughs> Let's go, LeBron. <laughs> that's, Sorry. No, Sorry. no I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, that's the other weird thing about these L.A. teams. You're not even sure who the best player on either one is. Yeah. It's, like, ridiculous, first of all, because obviously everybody knows I love LeBron, but I just can't get over the fact that he's doing, on their road trip, (laughs) did he have, like, seven triple-doubles in a row or something? Yeah. And he's, like, how old is he, 36 or 30? Yeah, he's, he's like, 34, I think, but he's, yeah, let's look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he was 18, so at 17, 35, 34, 35. But, yeah, it's just crazy to me. You're doing all this. You're still at the... MVP candidate, your 17th season yes. in the NBA. That's crazy. And he doesn't, he makes it look so easy. He, he's, 
he's in his 17th season and he's still unguardable. That's the weirdest thing where, you know, we've seen guys be in their 17th season and just be able to find the right place on the floor. Like Tim Duncan was able to get himself open. Kobe was able to get himself open. But to be unguardable, even in a double team, in your 17th season, thats I don't think that's ever even come close to happening. Yeah, that's crazy. He had a he had a play last uh it was the last game I watched them in where uh I forget who it was, but he was going against oh, it was against Oklahoma City and uh he had Diallo guarding him and he kind of just powered through him. And then Diallo made a face to the refs and you could see Diallo being like, "Yeah, he could only do that shit cuz he's bigger than me." And then the next play he went at Gallinari, who's his size, and just wore him like a backpack as he dunked over him. <laughs> and you go, this old man is able to jump through 280-pound power forwards. This is crazy. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It really doesn't. There's This is such a weird season. Like, you know who I actually th- – so Anthony Davis obviously has been playing amazing. Uh, but to me, the big who's impressed me the most – is Towns, and then I look at the standings, and everybody on the internet is so down on Jokic this year, but then the Nuggets are 12-3, and three, and nobody on the Nuggets is getting any credit. Like, everybody's down on Murray and Jokic, but the Nuggets right now are the number two team in the West. Who? What teams do you believe in right now? I mean, obviously the Lakers. Who else are you buying into right now, Kia? I mean... I don't know. I'm a diehard with the. I'm not even a diehard Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a typical LeBron fan. But I don't know. I just, you know how I feel about Denver. I don't really care about yeah. them. And, you know, Jokic and whatnot. Sure. But uh, I do like the Celtics, even though you think they're trash. <laughs> um, Clippers? Do you believe in the Clippers? I think I think they could be really good. I, I just think. think so too. I don't know. I, I my my biggest fear is that the Lakers are doing so well right now and they're gonna like die down. And I feel like the Clippers are gonna, you know, they're iffy right now, but I feel like they can get really good at the end. I just don't want it to flip by the end of the season. I just want the Lakers to stay on top. The Clippers, they can be good and it can be real competitive, <laughs> but like don't get too good where you beat the Lakers. I think so. they are gonna be really good. I think that well, first of all, they've only had one game where Paul George and Kawhi played together, so. I think the Clippers are going to be really good. Then the next team in the West is the Mavs. I don't think the Mavs are going to go deep in the playoffs. I think they're going to play somebody competitively in the first round. Uh, But it's weird watching the Mavs because there's just such a drop-off after their best player and then such a drop-off again after their second or third. I think Powell's good too, but after their third best player, you're like, there's nobody on this lineup. I mean, Seth Curry's their fourth best player. And wow. he's not better than last year. He came off the bench for the Blazers last year. And then the Blazers are terrible. And you go, yeah. So what happened to the Blazers? Like, what's wrong with them? Well, they lost uh, they lost Nurkic last year, so he hasn't been playing. Then they lost Collins this year. So their only big that they can really rely on is Hassan Whiteside. But it's still very strange because Hassan Whiteside should be good enough with CJ and Dame for them to be better than five and twelve, and 
Anthony Simons has been good. And they could get – we've talked about it, They could get one of these bigs for free. Like if they sent Kent Bazemore and a draft pick anywhere, they could get anyone from LaMarcus Aldridge to Andre Drummond to, you know, Kevin Love. Like they could get these guys – they could get Steven Adams just for salary if they wanted to. And That's crazy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, these great players are available, and I don't know why people are kind of sitting on their hands. Andre Godala also available for salary. Like, just trade Damn. for these guys. Side note, just because you brought up um, Lamarcus Aldridge, how do you feel about the Spurs? I think, like what's what's going on with them? <laughs> I think that the Spurs either have the choice of barely making the playoffs and getting and losing in four or five games, or playing for the lottery and if i were them i think i would i think i would go the other route of just playing for the lottery i don't understand the pridefulness of the spurs when they would be totally left off let off the hook if they just tanked who would be mad at them yeah but that's just not how they operate i I think it's such a bailout like i know it's like a strategy and shit but like, that sucks. I mean, Nobody wants to be on a team. Like, how do you go out and try to play in a game and then, like, lose on purpose? Or it's not like you lose on purpose, but, like, you don't care if you win or not. Like, Well, here's how you do it if you're the Spurs. You look right below you in the Western Conference ratings, and you see the Pelicans and the Grizzlies are the two teams right below the Spurs. And you go, you know what's a lot more fun than gritting it out to be 500? Having Zion or John Morant and just your fans – cheer as you lose by 20 to the Clippers or whatever. Like, that's just a more fun reality. And, uh, yeah, the teams that are competing with the Spurs for the bottom of the West, it's not even that they're more talented. They're having so much more fun. Like, this Suns team, the Kings team has started winning again. Uh, the Timberwolves team, they just want to fight people. But they're, I mean, they're, <laughs> having, they're having so much fun. And I would much rather see any of those teams in the playoffs than the Spurs. And I think the whole... NBA fan base feels the same way. And also, if you trade, the biggest thing is if you trade DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge to a good team, you could get something valuable for it. You couldn't get a lot for it, but I, if the Spurs traded LaMarcus Aldridge to the Timberwolves, they could at least get Gorgie Dang and Jared Culver. And actually, I actually think that's the trade the Wolves should make. I think the Wolves need a veteran on that team, and that would make them a lot better. And I think the Wolves should look at either of those Spurs veterans, and that would fix their team. Hmm. That would be interesting. You should call up one of them GMs and make it happen. (laughs) I mean, it would be this Wolves team, they just need somebody to kind of level them out, like keep them calm because they're actually pretty talented. Like, I don't know. Every time I've watched the Wolves this year, I've been blown away at how good Carl Anthony Towns is. Like, he shoots these three-pointers where – the defender is right on him, and the defender's like, is he going to pass or shoot? And he's already shot the ball. Like, he has such a quick release. He's unguardable. Damn. You think so? I mean, I think that – I think that the, those top tier of the four best bigs in the NBA are all as good as each other. And I didn't think I would feel that way. I thought that Towns would be a little bit below – and I actually thought Anthony Davis was a little bit below. I thought Embiid and Jokic were the two best ones, but those four are all exactly as good as each other. It's weird because Jokic just played the worst, but his team 
is playing the best. And it makes no sense to me that the Nuggets are 12 and 3. Have they had a tough schedule? So yeah, far? they haven't had an easy schedule. They're just they're just barely beating. You know what it is? They have Paul Millsap, and Paul Millsap is what the Wolves need, just a quiet veteran who makes sure you win the games that you're supposed to win. And that's what the Wolves are missing, and that's why the Wolves are 8 and 8 and the Nuggets are 12 and 3. And that's the same reason why the Sixers, even though they're 11 and 5, they've been looking a lot more like the Wolves than like the Nuggets because they just don't have that I mean, who's the veteran presence on the Sixers? It's Embiid, I guess. And Embiid does not seem like He's a not veteran. even a real vet. So is it Tobias Harris? Like, even though they have guys who have been in the NBA a long time, they don't have anybody that feels like a vet. Yeah, I'm going to look at their roster real quick because I can't even, like, think of it right now. I don't know. Yeah, they just need a guy who – I mean, that's, that's what the Suns have. That's why the Suns have been playing – relatively well this year is because Rubio's just been that guy who goes some of these young teams and that I watched the Hornets a bunch and the Hornets have this problem more than anybody even though they have vets they'll be up by eight in the fourth quarter and they'll just they'll they'll get sloppier and you just need somebody to go hey we're winning let's just win this game yeah that's Hold on. I'm just reading this salary thing for the Sixers. Al Horford is really making $28 million. Oh, that's true. Al Horford is their vet. Yeah, yeah. He, and he for sure is. I don't know why they haven't been. But that Ooh. probably is why. I mean, that probably is why uh, the Sixers are 11 and 5 and not 8 and 8. Because they have a guy like Al Horford who's making sure that they're winning the games they're supposed to win. I'm not worried about the Sixers. I'm a lot. <laughs> I'm actually more worried about the Bucks than the Sixers. I think the Sixers are still my favorite to win the East. Hmm. We're going to see. The Celtics, Celtics going to prove you wrong. You think so? so? The Celtics? Yeah, just, just like Anthony Davis proved you wrong. Just like, <laughs> I don't know what else, but something else you was wrong. You're going to be wrong again. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was wrong about Anthony Davis. I was definitely wrong about the Pistons. That's probably the most wrong I've oh, been yeah. about a team. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought Luke Kennard would be better, and he has, and then just... Has Derrick Rose been hurt all year? Because maybe that's been the problem for the Pistons. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they just got a lot going on over there. Yeah. It's just, it, they just, I don't know. What do you think it is? You think it's like coaching thing? or I mean, they've been missing Blake. Blake was supposed to be their best player. But, I mean, you should still be at the bottom of the – you should still be at like the seventh or – I mean, the, the last – after the eighth seed in the East is the Magic, then you have the Wizards as the ninth seed. That's the real problem. You can't at least be better than the Wizards, Detroit. What do you say? They can't be better than the. Well, they're not. They're playing worse than the Wizards. Like the Wizards. Oh, worse than the, Wizards. the Wizards are the ninth seed. So that's I, that's I think the real issue for the Pistons is. I mean, they're only a few games out of, out of the playoffs, but you wouldn't think that they would be worse than teams like the Wizards, Hornets, Bulls, and Cavs. Yeah, no, you would think they're a lot better than them. I don't know, maybe do you think it's like the pieces just don't fit together? Like I, I don't know. I think that it's it's not that they can't fit together, it's that the way they're playing it's not fitting. And I also think that they have a giant hole at small forward, but fill it. There's guys available for free. We've talked about it. Like <laughs> Right. They could send uh they could send 
their point guard who they should have traded years ago. I forget his name, mm-hmm. but he was the Oklahoma City guy that they paid a ton of money for. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, they could send him for and a first-round pick, and they could get any small forward that we talked about, from Iguodala to, to Gallinari to whoever. Um, and they just they haven't made a trade. I think they... They need to make a. Tr- they need to decide if the trade they're going to make is to save their season or to tank, and then just go with it. All these teams can't tank. That's true. But some of these teams, it would be really inexcusable if the Bulls or the Magic started tanking because the Bulls have this young team that, but they're not super young. They're like all in their mid twenties. That should be. They should be a playoff team. By now, I mean the only really young guy they have is like super young is Wendell Carter Jr., but Otto Porter's like 25. They have they have guys. The Bulls should be a playoff team in the East, and if they're not, then they got to shake a lot up because they should be better. And then the Magic just paid everybody. They're they're locked into their lineup, and I guess they're the eighth seed, but they they shouldn't be tanking. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know anything. We just be talking shit. That's what we do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's, I mean, you know, the magic could say, "Fuck you, Will." We're gonna start tanking, but I don't. I think that'd be kind of embarrassing for them because if you're gonna tank, why do you just pay Vucevic, you know, three years, twenty something million a year if you're just yeah, that doesn't make sense. You could lose for free. Yeah. Look at the Knicks. <laughs> Man, they're a sad story. Yeah, but. Shouldn't the Knicks just be more? Uh, shouldn't they just be more emboldened about tanking? Like the Knicks, they weren't supposed to win. I don't know why they're acting like they're failing. They should already. They should just be more honest. How many years can you tank? It's a, Obviously, it, they try to tank and they never get the first pick. It doesn't work for them. No matter how hard they try to tank, it doesn't work. That's a that's a great point. How many <laughs> how many years can you tank? I don't know. I don't know, but also, yeah, I mean, ask the Bulls. The Bulls have been tanking for 10 years, too. At least the Knicks, at least we can remember when the Knicks, well, I guess the Bulls were in the Eastern Conference Finals around the same time as the Knicks. It's weird that those two two teams were actually kind of good, like, six years ago, because it feels like they've been tanking for 20 years, <laughs> the Bulls yeah, and, they and just, Knicks. It's not the, the best for them. Yeah. Um, but so right now, uh, let's, yeah. Who would, who do you think is the MVP favorite right now? Would, do you think it's Giannis or Harden or Luca or LeBron or someone else? LeBron. I, I kind of think so too. I think that if the Lakers finish the year as the top team in the NBA, then LeBron has to get a lot of consideration. I think that if the Rockets or the Bucks do, then those other guys do. And I think that, I don't think the Clippers care about being at the very top. I think they would rather be the three or four seed in the West and everybody's terrified of them than have to go all out and get the one seed. But then the weird thing is, what if the Lakers or Clippers are at the top of the NBA and Davis or Paul George is playing exactly as well as Kawhi or LeBron? I don't know. But I think LeBron deserves more credit than he's – more MVP talk than he's getting right now. Yeah, just it sucks for him because he's always been so good. It's like you forget that he's so good. It's like you just expect it. So it's like, yeah, he does all these triple doubles. So like, yeah, that's like LeBron. But 
Luca's doing it too, so and he's young and he does this, so of course <laughs> it's like the star. Like that's how the the vibe is. That's what I get. That that's exactly what's happening. Well, let's talk about. Uh, I never used the phrase the real MVP. I'm not going to use it because I'm not going to be able to pull it off. But let's talk about something that is undeniably the most valuable thing on television. Let's talk. So I started watching Rick and Morty. I think because you yeah. recommended it to me. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the best show I've. I, it's one of the five best shows I've ever seen in my life. It might be the best. It feels weird being like it's better than everything. I've never seen a show this that was this funny talking about this like subject matter. It's so good. It's just because it's weird. Like I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's not my favorite because I like a bunch of other types of shows, but yeah. it's so like weird, but like makes you think and like is funny and weird i don't know i just i just like it and i just watched the today i just watched the newest episode of season four so and it was actually really good it was so good like you gotta catch up man you gotta catch i'm only like i'm like six away and i'll probably be caught up by next weekend like fully caught up and then i'll have no episodes to to look forward to except for the newest one and yeah but uh, it's like it's like they do five this year and then five more at the beginning of next year, like on a weekly basis. I'm like, just drop the whole season at once. They're only 20 minute episodes. Like, yeah. Also, as far as you piss, like I gotta wait a whole week for 20 minutes. Also, when a show is this good, you go, let's just do whatever it takes for there to be one every week for the rest of my life. Can we just? Yeah. Let's just like give... South Park be doing that, and the Simpsons be doing that. Simpsons so will do that. that. South Park, same thing where those guys only make like six episodes a year now, and you go, yeah. South Park previously was what I. So I think South Park is the best show I've ever seen, and now I'm having doubts for the first time in my life. <laughs> I just. I, I'm blown away by – so if people don't know Rick and Morty, it's about uh, this, this scientist. It's a cartoon. Rick. Yeah, It's a me. cartoon. Just keep that in mind. With this old grandpa and his, like <laughs> – his grandson is, like, an idiot kind of. Yeah. And they just – I don't know. It's Well, the it's grandfather weird. is a scientist and is basically all-powerful, all-knowing. Like, he can – make any invention if he puts his mind to it he can solve any problem if he puts his mind to it so in on one hand they're never really in danger because this this grandfather is almost like a god figure and then on the other hand they do the most dangerous things and just terrible violence happens to morty pretty consistently yeah and morty is so reasonable and understanding about all of it and th there's parallel universes and sci-fi stuff that comes into play but then the jokes are some of the funniest jokes like i forget what episode it was but they're watching uh intergalactic cable which is one of the bits <laughs> in the show yeah. where, <laughs> where they're watching tv from around the universe and this guy's doing a psa about personal space and he's just super paranoid that somebody is going to invade his personal space and then the bit rips uh ends with him ripping his own skin off because he's his skin has invaded his personal space and yo you want to know what's funny is people that have never seen the show are gonna be like what the hell are they talking about like these people sound psycho but those that watch it understand like i feel like there's really no in between either like it or you don't i think everybody that gives it a chance likes it it's like it, it's like a weird looking food that tastes good to everybody where if you watch it you'll love it i mean it's i you know, I deal with comedy, and this is 
some of the best written jokes I've ever heard in my life. Like, they're just so interesting and different, and they make fun of weird stuff. Like, yep. Oh, man. You know that I – now, uh, I'm sure you know this because you're a bigger fan than – oh, you've been a fan longer than me. But you know that uh, that Morty is – like, that's short for him being mortal. Like, he's mortal man, and then Rick is like – so that's supposed to underline that – he that Rick is a god that Morty is short for mortal. Did you have did you know that? I actually did not, but it makes sense because every other episode they talk about Rick being a god. I just never actually thought about it like that. But it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. <laughs> now that you say it. Yeah. I just be watching them. I just be watching episodes. I don't do no research on them. Because I just seen the episode, uh, the newest one that came out, I guess, yesterday. And then I was just trying to find a link to watch online. And everything was like, this episode explained and all the hidden meanings and this and this. I'm like, damn, people were really like into this. No, I started I doing that. that. I just enjoy it. I'm, yeah, see, I'm that's what you know. No, I'm a psycho. I've, I'm reading up about like Evil Morty and Simple Rick and all these goofy characters. There's Okay, that's the other thing about it. There is a whole conspiracy theory community about the show online. That is so interesting. Like, I mean, people think of Rick and Morty as like, uh, I guess, like a stoner show. And some people give it credit for being smart. Other people don't. But some of the stuff, some of the Trump parody stuff that they did, I thought was the best uh, parody and the most um, like specific about the current situation that I've seen. Some of the stuff they've done with that. Yeah, I just I just need you to finish it so I can like my my favorite episode. Well, I have like three, but I just need to discuss it with you. So hurry up and finish this. Yeah. So what can, is your favorite uh, episode? Just so or well, what are, I was looking through it today because I was just trying to put some on while I ate dinner because I be just I don't really pay attention. But by I the way, out. by the way, I'm up to Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick is the last episode that I saw. Oh, so what's that? Okay, that's so the like, next one. So season that's three season three, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think the next episode is my favorite. Okay. I think. I'm excited. I think it's a you'll, – you'll see. But Pickle Rick was a good one. The yeah. one before that uh, where they're with those Mohawk guys. Oh, that yeah. That one's my favorite. That's another one of my favorite. Just because there's so many little jokes in there. But, yeah, there's just a lot. You'll just – you'll see. Okay. Well, and the Get Shifty one. I just watched that today, too, because you brought it up. Which one? Oh, get you. That one's so funny. That one's so funny. That's like just such a great condemnation of American pop music where it's like it just has – I mean both the songs that they play in the episode would be great if you heard them on the radio. Not that they'd be great. You wouldn't turn them off. You'd be like, look, this song sucks, but I enjoy listening to it. It's yeah. Sad. It's definitely like, man, this ain't even good, but like, okay, I mess with it. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like get swifty, and then the other one, it's the other one is just like a dance song. But you go, this this would work. You could play this on the radio or like at a <laughs> at a club, and people would be like, okay, I guess we're doing it just because the beat is so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good show if you haven't seen it. It's it's, it's so weird, good. but it's better than what we probably make it seem like. We probably sound crazy, and I get it, because that's how I felt when people used to talk about Game of Thrones until I started watching it, and then I was those same people that was talking crazy. So. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we do we do sound crazy, I guess. Being like, this is the best show, but it's the best show. I mean, I can't recommend it enough. Talking about an old man who can switch universes. That's, you know, 
every every you can't be character. better than that. <laughs> and the uh and the fringe characters, I, the stuff with the in the Get Swifty one, the religious stuff, where they form the new religion and the guy gets <laughs> corrupted and the principal gets corrupted immediately. Uh, yeah, I, that was so funny to me because it was so human, like. Yeah, th- watch watch Rick and Morty. It's the best <laughs> show. It's just the best show. Yeah, you gotta just watch it. You can't. We don't make sense. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a really good note to end on. To let the people know that they need to watch Rick and Morty. Yes. Watch it. Yeah. I uh, co-sign. So if you don't like it, you can blame me, I guess. But yeah, if you like it though, let us know. Hit us up on yeah. on Instagram, kstokes41 for Kia. Uh, yeah, will pause in for me and and let us know uh, if you started watching Rick and Morty because of this podcast. Definitely let us know because I would love to to just have somebody just to be a soundboard for my theories about Rick and Morty. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. I want to hear these too. Okay, I'm gonna start looking into them. I'm gonna start looking into them and see what else I miss when I rewatch it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do one goofy Rick and Morty theory. All right, not one a week, but and anytime we want to do one, we'll just talk about it. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kia. Uh, Yep, thank you. And thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you again next week.